Welcome to the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams back in the house. It's Thursday evening at OMB's Beer Garden. It's a beautiful night, John. What are you drinking? I'm drinking OMB's Captain Jack, one of my favorite beers in town, and I know you've got one of your favorites as well. Love the Captain. I will uh, have a, a Pilsner Captain Jack on many occasions, especially when it gets hot. But tonight I'm drinking my favorite. You said it. OMB Copper. I've drank it on this pod before, I believe on our debut trailer episode, and I'm going to keep drinking it. It's going to be making regular appearances because this is my favorite beer uh, in Charlotte since I moved here eight years ago. OMB was one of the first breweries that I started frequenting, and uh, glad to be back here tonight. We've got a lot to talk about on the show. It's match week two. We're back to preview Charlotte FC versus LA Galaxy Saturday night. A 7.30 kick? Should kick around 7.30. I haven't looked up on MLS kickoff times. They It's advertised as a uh, 7.30 start. It may not kick off to like 7.50 this one if I, if I uh, double checked it. You can look it up real quick. I got an email today from the team. said, be in your seat by 7 for a special presentation. So we'll see. Oh. Yeah, we'll see uh, how involved that is, whether that's worth showing up for. I know we're planning a big pre-party day, friends coming in from out of town getting friends from in town who are not huge soccer fans but want to be part of this event. We're going to be tailgating. We're going to be pre-partying at Hooligans Elizabeth, Big Ben Pub, pop the trolley, get uptown. Might stop by the official team party over on the other side of the stadium before we get to the French Quarter. It's, it's going to be a day. Talk dirty to me. That sounds like a, a perfect Saturday in Charlotte. And by the way, it's going to be like 75 and sunny. Yeah. Couldn't have asked for a better we day. We were freezing in D.C., and now we're going to be in uh, early spring gear uh, for this game. Can't wait. So let me just fill you in on what I've been doing. I'm coming in hot from Indy at the NFL Combine. Uh, Brams has been following all the stories. I flew in about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, you yeah. got NFL on the brain this week. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, I but have. now it's so, back to soccer yeah, mode. Yeah, we're, yeah, work mode. And by the way, it doesn't feel like work lucky to be in this business so there's been a lot of news I've, I've followed it but not as closely as you so let's just hit on that that news this week about Swiderski being back in town give me the details there and, and what else has gone on yeah I think that was the biggest news was Carol's back uh, Nick Kelly announced it on Twitter shortly uh, after he he announced that Carol was actually back in town on Saturday watching the game on TV with the team so He's back. He's expected to play, and I would expect him to start. We'll get into starters later, but I think everyone expects Carroll to, to start the match, and he's got to be our goal threat, obviously. It's, it's going to necessitate a change in formation, which we'll also talk about in just a minute. But uh, We've got a striker. Yeah, we have a striker. We don't have to put T.T. Ortiz up there. He can sit back in a little bit more of a playmaker, center attacking mid-roll. So uh, that's going to be great for us, I think, and we all believe in Carroll. Uh, his highlight videos are insane. He didn't really get a ton of service down in Charleston, uh, but since he left, we've been doing a lot better at getting offensive opportunities. So it, uh, with no one else, without him on the end of him. So now that he's back, hopefully he's going to get a little bit more opportunity than we saw in the first couple uh, preseason matches. Very excited about that. Miguel also had one thing that caught your eye in his uh, statements this week, which was that Sergio Ruiz was uh, in not out of the starting 11 uh, against D.C. for tactical reasons, which I, I speculated maybe there was an injury there or something or or something happened because he had been such a locked-in starter in our, in our early matches. But I thought Bronico was getting kind of a lucky start. It turns out he may we may see him again. I think Bronico starts on Saturday. I do. At this point, he came out and said, I don't think MAR would have said, oh, he's a tactical sub. And it's a calculated comment, and it's a pretty clear statement that 
Miguel feels great about Bronico. And by the way, in DC, I thought Bronico played great. Bro- Bronny bro. That's what he right. played like. He played like a bro. That was not a handball. I mean, I'll go to my grave knowing that that was a uh, garbage handball call on Bronny and but, uh, not fair. But what does it do? I mean, as far as prove depth at a position that's outside of the defense. We talked about being having strength in the spine. We talked about how the midfield we liked – but we, but it's starting to feel like the midfield has some depth too. Right. It's it's great when someone that we consider locked in starter, all of a sudden he's not there, he's not ready, maybe fitness or some type of thing. Regardless, the guy who comes in for him, we're just as happy to see it. I love that. You know, we depth is certainly our position of strength uh, in the mid, in the center mid, and the center defensive uh, spots, and, and we're taking advantage of it early in the season. I think there was a lot of interesting things said at that press conference this week. Um, one of those. Um, that he's he's someone that is not afraid to to be energetic, to wear a smile, and this he's experiencing it for the experiencing it for the first time as well on Saturday. Right. Seventy five thousand fans. <laughs> yeah, it, it, every Charlotte player, coach, executive who has been. Uh, had a microphone shoved in their face this week, has commented <laughs> on the size of the crowd that's expected. Yeah. Going to be an MLS record. It was confirmed today, two days ahead of the match, that uh, we will break the Atlanta United record. They still, by the way, Atlanta still has places like two, three, four, five, six now, I think, in all the most attended MLS games. So they certainly set a standard, and we're going to have uh, – it'll be much tougher to match those uh, attendance draws in the future than for this opening well, game, but I'm let me Let it. me say something different. It will be, it will be literally impossible. To match those numbers. All right, thank you. Considering, Thanks for keeping it real. Thank you for Considering you real. can't sit upstairs after Saturday night. But hey, you'll get a great seat if you come for the rest of the season. There's no bad seat at Bank of America Stadium to watch this squad in the lower bowl. And, um, you know, everyone's playing for it the first time. Every person that did comment, like I said, when they got those microphones put in front of them, was saying things like, oh, I've never played a big crowd that big. Oh, this is the biggest, you know, this will easily be the biggest crowd of uh, fans I've played in front of. And, and it's going to be like they could there's chance they could be a little rattled by that you know as, as happy as everyone is to be in this situation and, and fired up they could be a little rattled do you think this game is cagey i think it'll be cagey because i think that's the going to develop, become our style i think charlotte will be known well, as a cagey i don't mean cagey i don't mean cagey in that a lack of ability to go forward they weren't cagey on saturday in dc right no not, well that, dc that first... is dc's not a good team but i agree with you they I'm not saying KG means that they sit back all the KG time. KG is a saying, negative term yeah. for me. Okay. Well, KG, KG to me is a match where both teams are afraid to go forward. Well, that's what I hope we don't see because I, uh, the Galaxy are a team that plays KG in my mind. I think the Galaxy are the team that you know kind of doesn't really press the attack too much in their current form. They just kind of they, uh, try to hold, 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 and sneak little poacher goals by Chicharito. You know, that's that's the thing is they're always everything's feeding towards him right now. Uh, and he has that knack for scoring that rebound goal and things like that. So they may, fi- you know, when they get in tacky positions, they're going to fire shots and try to get rebounds, but they didn't really have much, much of the ball at all for the first hour against New York City, which is a great team, obviously. Uh, but they were playing at home. They should have had the ball more, in my mind. They did turn it on the end, and they got their goal. They got their 1-0 win over the defending chance, which is awesome. But uh, I think that the two styles of this these two teams could lead to a cagey game. Just think, just to go back to your original point. I do want to get to though. Want, want to say, I want to read a quote from Miguel. You mentioned, you know, how great Miguel's presser was, and this was the quote that drew my eye the most. Uh, he said, 
He said, I'm going to get a little philosophical here. Do you know the origin of the word enthusiasm? I think it comes from the Greek, which means to have a God within. So if we were able to generate that feeling of a God within someone, then the objective has been completed. He just wants his players, his coaching staff, his supporters, his club to feel like gods on Saturday night. And that's going to create the enthusiasm walking into that stadium. I think we're going to need a goal oh or two to get there, goodness. but what an amazing feeling it would be. It's a great quote, and I think that something that makes me love soccer so much is that the emotions surrounding a club, the momentum, the fan base, it's all real and impacts the on-field product. And I steadfastly believe that. So to hear him say that, it's just like, you know, we've, we're officially in the honeymoon period. Yeah, you said that, the honeymoon, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, and he deserves it. And I think he's earned a honeymoon period. I agree. I totally agree. So any problems with this team have nothing to do with Miguel at this point, you know, in my mind. He's, you know, change, he's saying the right things. Yeah. He's putting pressure on the front office. He's backing his players. Mm -hmm. Like this guy is treating this job like a seasoned profession. Right. And he's it's a first year manager in the MLS, you know. He but he's a he's a champ he's won championships before in other leagues, so obviously he knows what he's doing. I you know Obviously, the crowd size is going to be huge. Size matters, and we can we can. It does. The crowd size factors into everything that we discuss. But because we kind of want to keep this quick, I think let's just move into what do we expect to see on Saturday from this team that might be different formation-wise in the eleven. Now that Swardowski's here, how's it going to change from DC for you? Well, as far as players coming in or out, let's well, start let's start there. with the form. We start with a five-four-one, right? We know we're still going to have a striker. It's not going to be Ortiz. But do you think they're going to be a five-four-one again, or will they change up? I, I think they'll play three center backs. Okay. And they'll play a five again in the back. Okay. Yes, I do. I think they'll play the exact same defense that they played on Saturday against DC. Will we get the four midfielders, or will we get three midfielders and two strikers, like Rios and uh... four midfielders and a striker for sure? Okay, that's what you want to see. You yeah. don't want to see Swiderski and Rios together, or Swiderski and Reina together. Maybe late when you need a goal. But to start, last thing you want to do is take the air out of the building. And we talked about our strength being defense. Do you disagree? What do you want to do? Uh, I definitely want to get a goal. I, I think I think you don't want the air to be let out of the room, but I think you can take the risk because there's so much air that you can take the risk. And I think it's more important to okay. try to get that exponential uh, Nitro Blitzel. boost. Yeah. Have a great yeah. first 30 yeah, minutes. exactly. Play yeah. on the front foot. Right, that's what and I want to see. That's what we did against D.C. And so, it's doable so against the Galaxy. You could do that by just simply leaving the three center backs in as right. a back three and having two right. wing backs. Two, just, put, you know? just telling Mora and Lindsay to push higher up. I think we'll or, probably... All right, so is Mora in? That's that's the question here. Uh, we criticized him, uh, you know, but, uh, pretty harsh last episode. Well, he's an I, MLS I veteran, right. and he's on the squad. We, so it's not like... There's there's obviously some analytics. There's some past performance. There's some history there compared to some right. other guys. He's a veteran and a guy that we you know use one of our supplemental draft picks on. So we've invested some some uh, resources in him. Um, I think does he start? I think he'll start again. I think veteran uh, presence matters. You know, I, I said this to you before we started yeah. recording that That's why we will be a better team. Too. We will be a better team when Adam Armour's the starter ahead of Mora, but that time is not going to be this weekend. That's right. what I think. Yeah, so. that's exactly how it is. 
Um, well, Fuchs start then, if you like. You know, last episode I wasn't feeling it, but now the more that I've thought about it, I think you're right. I do think I think we'll see the same back five that we saw against DC. You got called out uh, by one of our good friends. <laughs> I did, yeah, for not being team dad enough. I, you know, I, I've. Uh, I'm the rebellious teen that is not uh, listening to and supporting dad in his endeavors, I guess. But We're just trying to be realistic. We're just trying to be realistic about Fuchs and let people know that he's, he's at the tail end of his career and he's not as dynamic as he used to be down the wings, but he can play for you in the middle. Then, and if he so he, I, he starts in the middle again, right? If they hit that same back five, which you assume, yes. uh, walks probably is questionable. Let's assume he's out, yeah. Uh, it, maybe he makes a miracle come back and subs in for one of those guys, but that's our five Lindsay, okay, Fuchs, McCoon, and then Kalina and Net, uh, Kalina and Net, Guzman, like and and uh, Mora. I like to build out of the back with our projected lineup, just right. like MAR does, <laughs> right? Out on uh, the pitch. Uh, Kalina always in net. I, I, yeah. One thing I did know, one thing we didn't take enough note of though, I should I should point out real quick is that the I didn't realize this because we were out of the game, but George Marks was actually the, the backup goalkeeper uh, against DC United, not Pablo Cisniego, who yeah. you might have assumed. I always wanted to that. caught my that eye after the fact, yeah. Was the gloves. He wears those orange clubs right. gloves. Well, I, I think that's great for the ability for to develop George Marks in a short amount of time. I know they signed him to a longer contract in, uh, after camp. Doesn't speak well for us going out to get Pablo Cisniega and... Uh, you know, maybe wasting some resources on him if he's going to be a third string keeper. Probably, uh, you know, we didn't give up much for him, but may, any would, bit would be too much when you or I could go be the third string goalkeeper. Probably by Kalina. So I don't know, man. We'll we see. were at a, we were at practice. It's not that easy. We'll see. It's we, good to have depth, <laughs> but I don't I don't want to. You know, that, that's a a tangent to criticize. So I apologize for that. But it gets interesting when we get to that midfield because you're going to have Franco, you're going to have Bronico, you're going to have Ortiz. So there is nine of our players. You got Swiderski up top for ten. Is Ortiz going to be on the wing? No, he's going to be. Is Reina going to be in on the wing? No, Ortiz plays in the number ten role, right, right behind the striker. Okay, that's where we start in the midfield. And then we do three across the middle with Bronico, Franco, Reina. It's interesting. I think Reyna's earned himself a spot on the bench, but I, I, I have a feeling he'll be back in the starting line. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that looks really good. Where, t- where TT can just play off of Swiderski up top, mm-hmm. even the, and it could turn into the two strikers like you talked about. Right. Reyna has the, I mean, he does have speed. That's his number one asset, his speed, yeah. and he's ability to approach. So we'll see. When I'm thinking about that position where you put Reyna on the left side, the... The obvious question is like who else can play that role? It's Alcivar. Right. Alcivar or Gaines. You know, I think Gaines He needs to play on the right. He's he's natural right, but he was going a little bit he was going left every once in a while uh, in the in the previous game. That's where I think against LA Galaxy I might want to see just the four man back line take Fuchs out and put Reyna and Gaines both in like they were, even though neither of them are my favorite players, but Let's get some offense. Let's go offense. I can't even imagine. Taking I would rather out. have Reyna and Gaines up top, off the on the wings than Mora. You know, Mora. I'd rather have Mora stay back if he's gonna be out there. But I, I'm taking. I'm I'm doubling down on my anti-team yeah. dad stance, yeah. and it's nothing against the reason. Him. The reason why the wings don't work and there's no replacements is because we've always said that there's like no wings and there's no forwards. And well, we have Carroll now. Do you think Adam Armour could play in that role in, yeah, in, he, in front of, like in a wing position on the left side? I would, He's so dynamic. I would put him in 100% over Reyna. 
for sure. It, playing in front of Mora, they can both yes. be out there for sure. I would do yes. that. He had the, he was on for four minutes and had one of our only shots on goal. I mean, you're just was, like, yeah. dude, you be athletic out right. there. Mora's got your back. You're both left. Right. Be attacking minded. Uh, you don't have to worry as much about the defensive responsibilities, which is the part of the game that Armour is still learning. I think it's like taking one position right. and creating two. I think that's a, a likely possibility if if Rainey continues to not be the answer on the left wing. Okay, for sure. but he's going to play. Yeah, Rainey's going to yeah. play. Right now, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the same lineup except put Carroll in for gains, basically, and slightly okay. yeah, slightly change up the, yeah. the formation a little that's, bit. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah, I think at the end we agree that that's the that's the player that comes off. Yeah, and um, that means that it's a attacking. An attacking group. Last week we were close. We didn't have it right. We didn't, and we didn't have the score right either. But that's the beauty of this new franchise, right? right? It's like yeah. it's it's really tough to figure it out. And everybody has the ability to kind of build this squad from the jump. And just because you're seeing the product out there exactly for what it is, doesn't mean it's going to be that next week. I would 100% be honored if anyone wants to keep track of predictions that we make and then throw them back in our face when we're wrong. That would mean that you're listening and paying attention. I'd be totally fine with that because I'm not really trying to nail every prediction and get it right. I'm just giving my feel of where I'm at with this team in the moment here on Thursday night. I might change my feelings by Saturday night, but uh, I'm at least going to try to have a reason for everything that I'm explaining to you about how I feel about the team, so I do follow it very closely. I'll steal a line from the Athletics Tottenham podcast, The View from the Lane, that predictions are the lowest form of journalism <laughs> and that's why we always do it on the back end of the show right like it's 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 not something where we're going to lead with we're just going to have fun doing it all mm-hmm. year and I do um, want to at some point though I will start looking at exactly what these teams are handicapped right it's like I, I do want to discuss the lines at some point right because I think that's interesting the first game we went in as a underdog will they go into the game as an underdog on Saturday uh, I think we'll probably end up being a, a, a slight dog with maybe dropping the, the true favorite since we are the plus 200 at yeah, home two to like one that. yeah something 180 yeah. 150 it's or, possible or the, the the crowd size is definitely going to skew that number yeah for sure I mean 75,000 strong it's gonna be nuts I mean the LA Galaxy I'm sure are not uh, used to playing in front of that. Let me see if I can like, find a line that's that. posted. Uh, I think just the wall of noise. I, one of the other things I heard in the press conference today from one of the players was that we would rather not be able to hear each other and just hear the crowd yelling and screaming because that will that will give us the energy more so than the than even we need being able to communicate with each other. So that you know you could take that for good or bad. It's kind of an interesting quote thing they don't need to communicate, but. I love the spirit behind it. They're really just trying to feed off this crowd. I can't wait to be part of it. Every step we've taken like in the history of this club so far over the last couple of years has just gotten better and better. The, the DC United Audi Field experience for us was pretty just surreal and incredible. So the fact that it could go to a higher level on Saturday is, is just uh, absolutely uh, tremendous to think about basically it's not just a higher level like it was 16,000 and now it's going to be 75 it's right. going to be times four times right more we're going to be screaming and jumping up and down with the supporters groups the blue fear but the, and by the way I don't think that math checks out it's five times more I, even I better would, I, yeah exactly yeah well you know, throw, give or take carry the one you know <laughs> but uh, 
I am by I sh- uh, breaking news. I'm an officially a member of the Blue Fury. I got my member. I signed up for my membership. Let's yeah. go. Uh, I meant to do Great it last week. Out. I forgot. Uh, but now I'm official paid member of two different supporters groups, and uh, love to party with all y'all. Can't can't wait to see some of you guys on Saturday. I love the fact that I'm already seeing like the same faces at a lot of Charlotte events. Whether it's Jorge who's doing top in, whether it's the people from CLTFC TV on YouTube. Or the Mint City people, or the Blue Furia people, like it's crazy how we're starting to like build a community of like familiar faces that you see anytime you go to Charlotte FC event. I think that's pretty sweet. Great shout outs, all good people. So happy to be here on the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. You can follow me on Twitter at John Hayes on Air. But most importantly, he's Danny Brams. <laughs> like at Danny Brams, uh, you can find him there, and you can find him in the supporter section on Saturday. He's an authority on the squad. I'm happy to be here along for the ride to talk about these tactics. Um, I, I, let's, before we go, um, get into some, some good storytelling because there's a few things that I wanted to talk about. Hit me. Um, number one was we talked about Chicharita. Sure. And his last minute winner. Right. He did, yeah. He, in classic Chicharito form, he beat New York City with a 90th minute goal. And you have some personal first-hand experience with witnessing that. Yeah, it just reminded me of when I was at West Ham versus Huddersfield Town in the London Stadium. And Chicharito came out as a super sub. And, um, and you're West Ham Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah, dude. Crazy. It was an awesome match. It was a 4-3 thriller. He came on and scored a brace for the win. It was so sick. It was a great, but so I'm really excited to watch it. What him kind play. of goal was it? A classic like oh, rebound yeah. in the box. Yeah, just thing? like yeah. yeah, yeah. Came in and just lived in the box and just was like all over it. Just, just uh, prob- his probably last classy display in the prem. He's not a bad player. Obviously, he's a great player, but he's just a goal scorer. You mm-hmm. know, more than a soccer player, he's just a goal scorer, and that's not taken away from his skill. But he's just known for scoring those cheeky little chicharito goals, and I. I I hope that the one you saw uh, in the London Stadium for West Ham is not repeated in Bank of America Stadium against Charlotte because that would be a heartbreak to lose on a late goal <laughs> if we're having a great match. I, I would take a point. I would certainly take a point. I want the win, but I'll take a point. On oh, Saturday there's a sure. there's a a time in the game where we all decide. Like yeah, it's, exactly. you know, it's like you know. Yeah, so yeah. And, and and I agree with you. It's like right now we all want the three. There's no doubt about it. But if you go down one nil early. Or you are tied at one with five to go, and it's relentless pressure from Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, you want to get out of there. And how many people in Bank of America Stadium will be saying, "Wait, they can tie in soccer?" Oh, that- you'll know you'll hear that joke walking out of the stadium. Oh, I didn't even know they could tie or something. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Because there's gonna be a lot of casual fans. I just hope some of those people fall in love with it and come back. Me for too. Sure. Me too. And that's why it feels like when you say it that way, there might be some pressure. But that'll be fun. And then. As far as a good beer story is concerned. Give me a beer story. Today in the Indy airport, I get there and it's like 20 minutes to board. And I was like, ah, I don't have time for a beer. It was a hard couple days of work. It would have been a nice airport beer, which is a top five beer. You got to love an airport beer. Top five beer? Yeah. Might be it, a top five beer. Th- yeah. It, it vaults up the rankings for the fact that it's always so desperately needed when you have one, <laughs> for sure. So um, I was like, ah, that's all right, whatever. I don't need one. I'm going home. And 
getting ready to board, and they're like mechanical issues. Mm. Yeah, and we weren't cheering. I promise you that. I, I promise you that we weren't some cheering. Some happy people at OMB, and they were, uh, I guess, pretty thrilled that John got stuck on this plane. Well, anyway, long story short, I ordered a beer. The mechanical issue that I expected to take a half an hour took literally like 90 seconds. And they started boarding. <laughs> and like the fool them again. I had yeah. already, like the beer was already poured and just put in front of me. And I looked to my left and it's like uh, zone three. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was just like, all right. Like paid for this beer. It's super full. I had to just crush it. Crushed it. And the bar was packed. Like the Indy Airport was slammed at that sure. time. It was, it was like rush hour on a Thursday at the airport. And. Some dude looks over at me and goes, respect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you earned a total stranger's respect yes. for your chugging. Yes. <laughs> like, and he was just, I was like, yeah, man, like, um, just changed on me. Zone he, three. And he goes, you paid for it, man. And I was like, yes, I did. Um, so it was good. That was a good airport beer. And uh, let me know if I had to get one down, I can do it quickly. Yeah, Still, exactly. Still even though we're, we're many years removed from those days at State. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been known to chug every once in a while, but yeah, I like, I like to sip and enjoy a good beer. But it had to be done. I'm proud of you. Cheers to that. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. It is Thursday night. We're so close to the, the first match. And so close to the first match. Like, I don't, I don't want to end the pot. I could just keep on going and start going about this squad. Just start the game. I could talk um, till Saturday night. So the... The first match is finally here. We're excited about us. Oh, tailgate it. We, we talked about our day, how we're going to be up there uptown. The Min City Collective's having a tailgate. Yeah, and it's, it's over there uh, on the other side of the stadium. Moorhead and McNinch. McNinch, yep. That's the one. And, and uh, that's going to be a place where I would definitely want to chill. And you don't have to be a paying member of the club to go there. And check this out. Look how cool this is. Is There's like a community, uh, there's a community cooler where it's just like BYO... Be tailgate. It's like if you put your beer in that cooler, it's up for grabs. Right. So then you're entitled to all the other beer that's in the cooler. Yeah. Like to- yeah, yeah. As like, long as you can add to the supply. <laughs> I like that. Total honor system. It's yeah. a, it's a great move. And I think if you are a Mint City Collective member, you can. I think they're gonna have like tacos there, like street tacos for people too. So I just wanted to make sure we gave them a shout out too, with all your awesome media shout outs as well. This is great, dude. I'm, you're right. It's a community that's building. And we just got to keep having these events together, and hopefully more people show up and have a good time. So that tailgate should be should be sick. We're all gonna enjoy ourselves. The whole city's gonna be rocking on Saturday. Anything else before we get out of here? Nah, man, just get me there. Just it's gonna be tough waiting on Friday. Friday night it will be like a kid at Christmas Eve for sure. Official for prediction: one nil Charlotte. Two. Two. Tie. You know, just like electric one point, we tie. It might be 1-1. But I think LA Galaxy is going to score because they have class and the ability to finish. But I do think that we can get one or maybe two just based on that. I would have no problem with that. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brands. For the crown, baby.